God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit upon all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us a very precious, precious sister that we're just getting to know, Reshma Allen. And she's going to be sharing with us some things of her own personal testimony that will help us to know how to engage in praying for the nations and praying for the outpouring to come and change lives and transform them and build the kingdom. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We are delighted that you are with us. And before we get started, we want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and be sure to subscribe to our email list and let us hear from you. If you have some feedback for us, our email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. We really want to hear from you. So God bless you. Let's get started. Reshma Allen, we're so delighted that you are with us today. You and your husband, Dr. Bruce Allen, and Michael Van Vlyman and his wife, Gordana, have been with us this week for the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith. We had your husband with us uh, for episodes 82 and 83, and we had Michael Van Vlyman with us for episode 22. And we're just delighted to have you with us this time. Amen. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's been a, it's been a delight to have you with us in our home and and hear your testimony. Um, you know, there's there's so many multitudes that have never even heard the name of Jesus, and uh, your family came from India to Fiji. Can you tell us that story and and how your how your family came into knowing Jesus? Yes, I would love to. Actually, my um grandfather from my mother's side was brought to Fiji as a slave hmm. by British to work on the sugarcane fields. Wow. That's yeah. how Indians came to Fiji. Wow. Yeah. And um, he had family over there, but we were told that he was taken by force or kidnapped. And uh, they were told that uh, they were going to be given all these gifts and everything. And then they were put on a boat and about couple days into being on the boat, then they were told where they were going. Mm. Wow. Yeah, They didn't even know where they were going? No, they didn't know where they were going. Oh, my. And then they brought them to this little island of Fiji. Wow. And the island uh, was inhabited. Only the natives lived there, and they lived in, uh, it was a tribal nation. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't uh, structures and stuff. It wasn't um, uh, like a, you know, with buildings and cities or towns and stuff. So uh, they were brought to Fiji to cultivate the land. Wow. Yeah. And raise sugar. and Sugar and, cane. And, and, and raise money for and, whoever's right. pocket it was going into. Right. And so that's how the uh, history of my family began. But uh, we were told that, uh, you know, he had a family there in India. Mm. And, uh, but my grandfather, after being in Fiji for a while, worked and then he got married and then he had a family and uh, when that season was over they were given a chance to go back but by then he already had a family mm -hmm. so my grandma said to him you know uh, you know you have a family here now and you have children and 
she was afraid that if he went back he you know he will never come back to Fiji so mm. he stayed he decided to stay and uh he did uh pretty well in Fiji and had his own place by then and um had 14 children oh wow my. 14 <laughs> yep but they were hindus right they were hindus yes they were hindus and um there were 10 girls and four boys wow yeah. wow so i had nine aunts and uncle four of them and they had a big beautiful family wow, wow. yeah so your mother was one of those children my mother was one of the children yes and then what happened when she got married She got married and then um she had a family and she had 11 kids. <laughs> she had wow. 9 boys and uh two girls and I'm the youngest. I'm the 11th child. Wow. wow. But uh when uh she got pregnant with me and when she had me uh after about 3 months into uh having this little baby, uh, my dad got very sick. He had diabetes and also he had lot of witchcraft. going on in his life and he was uh you know in the hospital from the time i was 3 months old until about 5 and 1/2 years old and during wow. that time because wow. of his diabetes they had to amputate his one of his legs oh no yeah That's he was terrible. a very sick man in the hospital with a lot of medical issues and uh my mom decided to stay with him in the hospital And so I really didn't know my mom and I really didn't know my dad as I was growing up when I was just a baby and and uh, my grandmother and my brothers and my sister raised me but uh my mom during that time she was a very religious person mm-hmm. and uh they believed in all these deities and uh all these idols that they worshiped and uh they very much believed in going into the temple and seeing the priest and getting advice and doing rituals there for their family for health for everything mm-hmm. and when my dad was so sick she went to the temple and uh you know she did sacrifices and all kinds of things that she was asked to do she got some prayers and nothing was helping my father was getting worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse and then one time she was so desperate she went in there in the temple and she said to the priest is there anything else i can do anything more deeper that i can go you know mm. in the rituals and um she was encouraged to fast and pray for 6 months and then she was wait wait, a- wait. fasting for 6 months 6 months like no eating at all for 6 months or wh- how how did that work uh it i think so with water and um i really don't know the details of it i've never asked her wow. but she told me that it was a kind of a fasting that they would do Sheesh. a lot of times when indians fast they fast from meat Oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So they do a ro- lot of fruits and vegetables, yeah. Okay. So it's not like a to- complete and total fast for 6 months. I no. mean, you hear no. about other kind of fasting right. for shorter right. times, but Right. So um and then he said okay and then um he uh told her that if uh she fasted and prayed for 6 months and she did these rituals um like one of the rituals was walking on fire, hot red coal, bare feet. and doing all these ceremonies and they call it a puja but but yeah. walking i mean i've i've seen that it, right you know you see it in in pictures or cartoons or something but like what happened to your mother's feet nothing oh wow. that's really demonic then yes it is it's it's a real thing we watched it them do it because 
when they go and do all this ritual, they invite the spirits, they call it good spirits, this deity sure. into them, and mm. they believe that the deities mm-hmm. give them strength to work on the you know, hot coal, and they do on the fire, wow. and their feet are not burned. Wow. It's, it's pretty serious. Mm. Yeah, and then they will also ask to bring black chickens to sacrifice it's like the priest will put like all your issues on this chicken, all your uh, sickness or whatever, or you have done something wrong, and then they will release the chicken into the desert, into the field, or they will, uh, uh, you know, sacrifice them hmm. and pour hmm. their blood out or something like that. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, and so she was very faithful. She was a very faithful, hardworking mother. Hmm. I remember that, worked very hard. And she did that, and three months into it, uh, my father passed away. So it didn't help. It did not help. So she went to the temple and asked the priests, and they did not have any answers for her. And uh, she came home. She was very desperate. Now, you know, she has all these children, mm-hmm. and uh, and then her husband is gone, and she just had a little house, tiny little house, and just a little bit of land around it, and, you know, where... Just enough land that, you know, people use it for planting flowers. But oh. they, she had to plant vegetables sure. to raise these children. And then she had to take two of my brothers out of the school to for them to go to work and uh, to earn some money because, you know, most of the money and, part, um, you know, animals were all taken to the temple for sacrifice most of the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... She had to feed all these children and all the fresh fruits, you know, portion of the fresh fruits goes to the temple also. But my brothers, when they went to work, they started earning money and they got into wrong company. Uh So they started drinking and uh, they won't come home. They will come home late at night. So all the money they were earning, they spent it on drinking. Oh dear. So my mom became very, very desperate. Here is a widow with all these children, and, uh, you know, she's desperate. So she uh, had a prayer room in her house where she had all these deities she worshipped, many of them, and uh, she will go in there and, uh, you know, burn incense and take fruits for, sacri- you know, for, as a sacrifice and pray in desperation and just asking for help from all these gods that she worshipped. And then one of my brother was working for a welding company. Mm. And at his work, as he was uh, working with the iron, he uh, did not use protection. So his, his eyes, eyes. Were, yeah. eyes were burnt. Wow. And he came home and he was so sick, in so much pain. His eyes were like blood red. Mm. Wow. And you remember that? I remember that as a little girl. I remember that very well. And, um, of course, all my mom knew, go to the medical doctors or the second choice was go to the temple. And she did that again and took everything they needed and used all the money she had from selling vegetables. Mm. Nothing was helping my brother. Nothing was helping my brother. And one day, as she was in her prayer room, Indians called it puja room, and... um, she was in there and she was praying and praying and praying and praying just in desperation, needing some answers. And out of her 
being came this prayer if there is any god in this world that is real that can hear my prayers that can help my family that can speak to me and give me the some direction and all of a sudden she had this vision and in the room the room lit up and here comes this beautiful horse white very white beyond the white we can describe with our human mm-hmm. language what we wow. see in our world and shining like diamonds and then on this horse was this beautiful figure that looked like a man's figure but this figure was also so beautiful and glistening and white and it's almost like light and glory came out of it and she said it was just beautiful to behold and and she felt these waves and waves of uh peace and rest come over her and all her anxiety on her worry was gone and this uh overwhelming knowing came into her that everything was going to be fine hallelujah wow. and yeah. she kept on seeing this vision for a while i don't remember for how long and she will go there every day because she loved what she felt yeah. she uh-huh. had never felt anything like that before praying to the, all these other gods or she had never seen such a beautiful being before wow supernatural mm. being before yeah and um and she was enjoying this presence because there was you know during the day there was a time she had set aside to go in that room and she loved it because it took away all her worry all her concern and she knew things were going to be okay then one day one of my cousins came to visit her just to check on his auntie how she was doing and of course uh, my mom started telling him about all these issues you know don't have enough money to feed these children don't have enough clothes don't have enough shoes and all her uh walls she started telling him and then uh started talking about the boys you know that they are into drinking and into bad stuff and all these issues going on and then my brother being so sick and just poured out her heart to him and he was listening for a while and then he spoke up and he told us the strangest thing strangest thing he said auntie i want to tell you something he said my sister-in-law uh got very sick and we took her to the hospital and the doctor said she had some kind of disease in her body i don't know what it was but she was given only few months to live mm-hmm. and yeah. he said our family became very desperate they went to the doctors there was no answer went to the temple there was no answer but then he heard this this talk going around in the city in our town and in our village that there is this evangelist he's been speaking about this new god mm. <laughs> and he is saying that this new god can heal you he can forgive your sins and and he can everything can change in your life and and uh you have to just accept him in your heart and uh pray this prayer and pray for healing and you will be healed and my mom thought that was really interesting and mm-hmm. he said auntie his name is jesus his oh. name is jesus and he said so we thought well anyway my sister in law might die in couple months that's what the doctor said mm-hmm. it was like a death sentence we have tried everything else nothing worked 
Why don't we try the new, this new God? We are used to worshiping many gods. Mm-hmm. Let's try this new one. We have never heard of him before. Wow. He's mm-hmm. new. Let's try him. Yeah. So um, he said, Auntie, why don't you let me take your son to this place? And let's see what happens. I'm not asking you to become a Christian or come to church. All I'm asking you to try this new God mm-hmm. named Jesus. And she thought to herself and she said, well, I worship all this other God. I'll just pay, put his picture or statue in my prayer room and I'll worship him too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she said, okay, you can take him and see what happens. I'm willing to try this new God. So was he a believer by that time? Yes, their okay. family became a believer because he said we took up my sister-in-law and uh, she got prayed for and she's totally healed. Glory to God. We took yeah, her to the doctor awesome. and all the disease is gone out of her body. Wow, glory to God. So my mom thought, well, I should try it too. You sure. know, it's my family, <laughs> yes. you know, introducing. So uh, we were all so excited. We heard about this and um, my cousin came and picked my brother up in few days and uh, took him to this church where this evangelist was praying in the name of Jesus. And uh, he got, and when my brother came home, he was totally healed. His eyes were back to normal. Glory to God. And and we were just all so shocked and so excited. And uh, that was it, my mom said. Mm-hmm. This is it. We are going to follow this Jesus. And we'll get rid of all the other idols. And, yeah. yeah. And she just took us all down to this church, and we all gave our hearts to the Lord, Jesus Christ. And wow. then after a few months, she told the pastor, he said, you know what? I have worshipped these other gods all these years, and I have prayed. I have done everything I know to do in my power. I gave everything they asked me. They never spoke. They never did anything for me. Things got worse and worse. First, my husband gets sick. He's gone. My son gets sick. And all these issues in the family, poverty and all that. And uh, he's, she said, why don't you just come and help me clean out the, lo- uh, the room? The only God I'm going to worship is Jesus now. So oh, that's yeah, how it yeah. started for my family. And, and after that, everything changed. My oh. brothers, the brothers who were drinking and doing all these things, yes. they stopped like that. Wow. wow. Praise God. They just stopped. They gave their heart to the Lord. They stopped drinking. We all started going to church. They all started. And then my brother started a business, and we were the first person to own a car in the village. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. They started yeah. a business where they made furniture. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like carpentry. Wow. And my family started prospering. And of course, the neighbors, the other extended family, they all came against very strongly. They oh. will, uh, they will wow. uh, curse us. They will do all kinds of witchcraft against us. They will cast spell upon us, and they will come and try to sprinkle things on our property, wow. showing that we are cursing you because they were so mad that we had accepted, they called it in my country, white man's religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were very upset that for generations and generations, you know, your forefathers had done this and worshipped. How can you leave the, the faith of your forefathers? Wow. But the miracle my mom had seen, she was willing. She was willing 
to take whatever came her way because she knew this God was going to protect her. Praise God. And she wow. saw how God started, Jesus started prospering our family. So that's how my family got saved. So, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of jealousy there with the neighbors too. Of yeah. course. You know, like with a car and especially with a So did the car. neighbors ever come around? Did they ever come to know Jesus? Later on, when they started seeing what's happening in our family slowly, they started, they will ask for prayer. Uh-huh. That was when yeah. something was going on in their family, somebody yeah. was sick. And then later on, they will ask for prayer after, uh, after I would say, few years. And then we moved from that area to a different area. But my brother and my mom will go visit them and just love on them still. Mm-hmm. And then later wow. on, we heard that some of them got saved. And my family too, my mom's side of the family got saved. Wow. Yeah. Praise be to God. A lot of my God. aunts. Started yeah. with one miracle. Yes. Wow. yes. Yes. One miracle. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about how we can pray mm-hmm. to believe God for this kind of thing to be happening. Can you right. give us some clues? Right. So I learned a lot from my mom. She was very hardworking and then she contented for her family. Uh-huh. Because she learned in the church how to pray and worship. One of the things that I so love about my mother, and I remember, and I can even hear her voice today. She loved Jesus so much that every morning she will have to get up way early in the morning to cook and make a lunches for us to go to school. She will wake up like before, let's say she start cooking at five o'clock because with all those kids, there's a lot of mm. food. We mm. have yeah. all these chapatis and curries and yes. right. Oh, yes. yeah. And uh, she will wake up an hour before and she will sing and worship and pray. Wow. And then she taught us every day we will have a prayer meetings mm. and she will pray. And she, she was our example wow. of praying and fasting and contenting. Right. For our family and our neighbors and for our uncles and aunts. And one of the ways I remember that she used to pray was she will say, I pray for everybody that lives north of us, Mm. (laughs) south of us, east of us, west of us. And she will pray like that for the neighbors Mm. Mm -hmm. that every and and then we will wake up with her worshiping. I still can hear her voice singing in the mornings. How beautiful. That's. That's how when I woke up in the morning, I could hear my mom's voice and, I, and then it's time to wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I learned Beautiful. from my mom. And so that's how I pray now mm-hmm. in my life and contending for our families, both sides of our families. You know, there are still some extended family members that, you know, need to know Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I same way I pray for my neighbors. I remember that. Praying everybody north, south, east, and west of us. Beautiful. And see changes mm-hmm. in the Based neighborhood. Yeah. 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 So sometimes people will get a burden for a nation. Right. And 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 they, they begin to pray. Mm-hmm. I remember uh I want to say it was back in the nineties that there were there were these prayer initiatives that uh for like on a certain year, we would we would focus in the month of what was it? The month of October, maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't remember exactly. Um, but we we might focus on like the ten forty window, the that mm-hmm. that area mm-hmm. ten degrees north of the equator to to forty degrees north of the mm-hmm. equator from from Japan to North Africa, where the the vast majority of the unreached peoples yeah. are, mm-hmm. and and we would focus on a certain. 
uh, kind, just certain, there were certain things that we would focus on. And, and for instance, one, one time we were really focusing on the Muslim nations mm-hmm. and, and the, um, the reports that the people who study missions and, mm-hmm. and study uh, the, the statistics, you know, mm-hmm. they would say that, that following those prayer initiatives, you would see this tremendous rise in the number of conversions. Yes. Prayer makes a difference. Yes. It does. It, it, it'll, it'll change people's lives. But Jesus is appearing. What kind of things do you know about Jesus appearing to people? Oh, my husband and I have traveled for last 20 years all over the world and uh, in Southeast Asia and Eastern countries and Africa and we see the results of the prayers. Mm-hmm. I We see it everywhere. We have gone into countries where people will come. One of the things that's happening is dreams and visions. Yes. Many people today are getting saved by dreams and visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will have dreams of Jesus appearing to them and telling them who he is. Mm-hmm. And we have heard many, many stories like this. And some of the areas we go into in those countries, they will have mates in mm-hmm. their home, house workers and, uh, they tell us that they will especially have the maids from the nations where Christianity is very hard mm-hmm. to evangelize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they send out maids to other countries to, you know, work. And and they said they will the Christians will have these maids come in and every almost every one of them will see vision of Jesus in their house. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, like one of the stories I remember is that we were in this pastor's house in one of the countries in Asia and uh, he was telling us they were telling us that their maid was from uh Philippines or Indonesia. And uh on Christmas they had all gone down to church. They had an amazing church program and uh the house worker was going to uh prepare the house and prepare lunch and everything Christmas lunch and um so when they came back home they said that their worker said to them I just had a strange uh experience in your house while I was cooking I saw this beautiful man in white garment standing on the steps to the bedroom hmm. and she said I looked and I'm like, what in the world? And then she walked over and said, who are you? And this being spoke to her and said, when your employer comes home, ask them and they will tell you who I am. Wow. wow. Look at that. <laughs> so she did, not, she did not feel any fear or anything. Wow. And she uh, prepared a meal and the family, the pastor and his wife and children came home and she told them this experience. And then they started sharing with them who this person is this this being is mm-hmm. and she decided to give her heart to jesus i love Praise it God. Yeah. yeah i love it you know one of the one of the prayer requests i've heard a few months ago when we we heard about uh, an, an occasion where a whole like 900 people had a dream mm-hmm. that there there was a man that he was converted from islam mm-hmm. and he had been called by god to go to this certain place mm-hmm. and establish and his apartment there, mm-hmm. his flat, and and that he was to preach the gospel and start a church there. Mm-hmm. And before long, two men came up on the doorstep and knocked on the door, and and the pastor opened the door, and they just shot him straight away in cold blood. Wow! And 
shortly thereafter, God spoke to another man and said, I want you to go into that same apartment Mm -hmm. and I want you to take up that man's mantle Mm -hmm. and preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. So shortly thereafter, um, comes another knock on the door Mm -hmm. and it's these two men and Mm -hmm. they they put a hood over his head Mm -hmm. and they they put him in the back, in the trunk of a car Mm -hmm. and drove and drove and drove, drove all around so that Mm -hmm. he wouldn't know where, where they took him. And then they they got him out of the trunk of the car and took him up some steps and through a door. And then they took the hood off of his head. And here's this room full of 900 men. And he thinks, okay, so uh, is this going to be public execution? You know, he's (laughs) sure he's going to die right in front of all these people. And and one of the men who captured him said, did you know so-and-so named the first pastor? And he said, yes. We're the men who shot him. Mm -hmm. And... He said, you see all these men in this room, we all had the same dream in the same night. Wow. And we saw that we had blood on our hands. And we heard this voice tell us that, that, that God was going to send a man mm-hmm. to tell us how to get the blood off of our hands. Are you that man? Wow. Wow. So in one night, all these people had the same dream. Yeah. And one of the, the prayer requests that we've heard is that we should pray for whole families to to have a revelation of the Lord, mm-hmm. so right. that you know it's not just one person and that right. one person gets persecuted right. and and maybe killed even, right. uh, but that whole families or whole communities mm-hmm. will come to know the Lord. Yes. That's such a good point. We Christians to, should take a note to that mm-hmm. that when we are praying that we pray for the whole families because I have heard of many stories that one person in the family gets saved and then they're persecuted or mm-hmm. excommunicated mm-hmm. Yeah. or some of them are even killed. That's yeah. a very good point to take. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we heard another story uh, again in a, in a Muslim community, there was this young woman that she, she was converted from Islam, came to know Jesus and he led her to start a, a prayer ministry. Mm hmm. And so she was leading other young people to the Lord mm-hmm. and they were coming to her house. So, well, this, this father of this young, uh, another a young woman who had gotten converted in, in this other young woman's house, he found out that she was, that she had become a Christian and he was so angry and, you know, he, he could have killed her. Right. Um, there's a lot of honor killings mm-hmm. in, in that way. And, and he said to her, you have to leave this house now. And you can't take one thing with you that, that I gave you. So take off even your clothes because I provided those clothes for you. Wow. Hmm. So she, she stripped and she went out the door naked and, and all she could think of to do was to run to this other young woman's apartment. And she was so embarrassed. She's running through the streets naked. Mm Mm-hmm. And she gets to the other girl's apartment. Of course, the other girl gives her clothes and so on. and, And she's comforting her, consoling her. The next day, they heard rumors uh, uh, wondering who is this, this, young, this young woman that was running through the streets dressed all in white. Wow. Wow. Oh God clothed her. Yes. God clothed her in his glory. Yes. Because yeah. she stood up for what was right. She didn't recant. Right. She didn't give mm. up her faith. Wow. Isn't that exciting? That yeah. is so exciting. Oh. Just gives me goosebumps to even talk about. <laughs> wow. Because so God is on the move. Oh, yes. And when we pray, it, it empowers him to keep yes. moving and keep moving yes. and keep. Because yes. Jesus is coming. 
Right. He, it, it stuff stuff's happening. This is yep. this is a serious time to be living, and we we are privileged to be living in this time. That is very true. And Bible says that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. Yes. yes. And uh-huh. that's what we are supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. just joining with them, mm-hmm. Christians around the world, and praying constantly. And Paul said, I pray more than all of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So prayer is encouraged, and we are seeing what prayer is doing around the world. So I will encourage Christians all over the world, never stop praying. Yes. Because I am the fruit of a prayers of Christians also. Right. God did so many things in my life. And I believe because of the prayers that I am here today and alive. Yes. And, mm. and we see what's happening. World is changing. Exactly. Nations are changing. Right. Ethnic mm-hmm. groups, their lives are changing. The Lord is visiting them. Also, the Lord said that the, you know, the harvest is ready. Mm-hmm. It's ripe. And mm-hmm. Jesus, I believe, is walking through the grain fields, just like the parable yes. say. Yes. And it's yeah. appearing to many. So we are walking together in unity with heaven. Yes. And it's happening. You know, there's a statement that all Christians know, never underestimate the power of prayer. Amen. Mm. Amen. Yes. That's true. That's, That's what true. I believe. Never give hope. Now, you mentioned just now that um, that you're here because somebody prayed. Yes. Now, tell the story that your mom told you when she came to visit you after you came to America. When you got married, Right. you were driving someplace, and right. she told you a story. Tell us that yes. story. So, um, in 2018, my mom came to visit me here in America. And uh, at this moment, I mean, this month is our 20th wedding anniversary, my husband and mine. So, we have hmm. been married for 20 years now. But this was the first time she came to visit me Mm -hmm. in my home in America. God made a way for her to come. And she came. And I was home with her. She came for two months. Bruce was in Europe uh, ministering. So I got to have my mom all by myself. It was the most beautiful time ever. I loved every minute of it. And, and there being, was, being one of 11 children, you yeah. didn't have much opportunity <laughs> no, like that. No, <laughs> And I had so many questions. I got to know her. You know, when you are young, you really don't pay attention to your parents. That's true. true. You know, <laughs> and she is beautiful and she is funny and she's just, just an awesome mom. So uh, she loves flowers. Mm. She absolutely loves flowers. So in Spokane, Washington, where we live, we have a beautiful flower garden and I, public can go and visit there's it's just roses are just beautiful all over so i thought i'd take her one day there and i took her there and we had a great time we walked all over the rose garden we took pictures we had a nice meal and then we were driving home so from the rose garden to my house was like about an hour so we are driving in the afternoon it's about four o'clock and uh before you get to a uh our home, there is this hill and you come down the hill into the valley. That's where our house is. As we were coming down the hill, I was driving like 65 miles an hour. And she kind of looks at me from the corner of her eyes and she goes, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, okay. And she starts telling me that when she was pregnant with me, uh, dad and her had decided that they didn't want any more children. So she said, they, Dad said, let's go down to the abortion clinic and see a doctor and take care of this. Mm. So they both talked and decided to do this. And they 
went over there and the doctor gave her the termination medication and had a talk with them and then gave her stuff in his office and then told her what to do at home so she did the whole protocol mm. and then realized that nothing has happened mm. that you know doctor said all this will happen the baby will be aborted and it didn't happen so they talked ag- again and dad said let's go back to the doctor Hmm. So they went back to the doctor and told the doctor nothing has happened and the doctor was really surprised. He said it had happened every other uh-huh. time, every other woman he gave it to you. Wow. I don't know what's going on with you, but I will not give you second round of medication, termination mm-hmm. medication. He mm. said it's dangerous uh, and this time it will not only kill your child but your wife too. So he Wow. decided not to and they were very disappointed they went home and my mom told me that they started she started doing things at home mm. wow. started drinking different things and i don't know what all they do but she did home remedies and she said we still couldn't get rid of you <laughs> and she's telling me this and instantly you know all these years this is the first time i know about this wow. instantly there's big tears you know rolling down my eyes and she looked at me i was crying and she started apologizing and she wow. said i am so sorry she said i did not uh mean to hurt you you know and i said mom i am not upset at you at all i am not i don't blame you at all for this because as you were telling me that i heard god's voice loud and clear that he wanted me Mm-hmm. that he wanted me to be born and I am his daughter on mm-hmm. this earth for his plan and purposes. Yes. Amen. And I told her I said, "You know, mom, you had a very difficult life. You worked so hard, you were in a very abusive relationship, you already had 10 kids, and you didn't know God. Mm-hmm. You did not know mm-hmm. Jesus. You did not know Christian God." And I said, "If I was in your place, I might have done the same thing." Yeah. But I just God just spoke and he said I was born for him. Yes. Mm. Yes. So that's one of the part of my testimony and I believe that with all of my heart that Christians when they pray around the world they pray for nations, they pray for people groups sometimes they don't know who they are praying for. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, woken up at night and uh they will pray and God will burden them so keep praying, just keep mm-hmm. praying. pray for the human humanity everybody yes yeah. yes it is is that your that's your advice like if if our listeners would would before they put their head on their pillow tonight yes what what's anything specific that they should pray before they put their heads down they should say lord use us mm-hmm. use us even in our sleep wake us up in the middle of the night if you need somebody to be prayed for or take us mm-hmm. around the world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. use us. Oh, you tell know? us that story too. Tell oh. us that story about how you were sleeping and and what and in in your dreams what 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 were you doing? So, um we were ministering in a town here in America and uh my husband and I went to bed. It was Saturday night and as soon as I got to bed, we always hold hands and we pray. We say, "Lord, use us even mm-hmm. in our sleep." use us and all of a sudden i had this dream and i'm seeing this in my dream in my dream i am on this beach in some asian country i can see the people and i can tell and uh 
I was going up and down this beach and I was warning people. I was taking them to the higher ground because I was telling them, get away from the beach, get to a higher ground. Big waves are coming. That's the word I was using. Big waves are coming. And I was helping people all night long in the middle of the night. I got up and went to the bathroom, came back and went right into this dream. It was so real. I could smell the ocean. Wow. I could feel the sand. Yeah. Wow. yeah, it was so, so real. And I did this all night long. It was very real. And I woke up in the morning and I said to my husband, we were getting ready to go to church to preach. As I said, I need to turn the TV on. Usually we never turn our TV on in the hotel's, hotel room. Yeah. We don't even yeah, turn it on either, at yeah. home. There's yeah. nothing good left to watch on television. The shows are just not good. So um, he said, well, honey, I don't know. I said, you know, something is happening. I need to just quickly turn it on, see what's happening in the world, and we'll turn it off. I turned the TV on, and here comes the news. Tsunami was just happening in Japan. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was just thrown back like, oh, my gosh, was I there? Mm-hmm. It was I'm so thinking real. you were. Yeah. I believe so too. And he said, he said, yes, you were there. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So God can use us. You, mm-hmm. We have to just make ourselves available to him. Amen. Yes. That's Amen. what I believe. Amen. I think we'll start doing that. Yes. Before we go to bed, just yes. hold hands and say, Lord, use us in the night. You yeah. know, we, we've not done that before. Yeah. Wow. That's a good thing to start. Yeah. I, I think we'll make a habit of that. Yeah. And that's not being religious. That's being. Oh, no. That's being. Um, the time is short. Yes, the time is short. It's being faithful. faithful. It's being faithful. Yeah. 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 So, would you pray for our listeners? Yes, I would love to pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you chose us. You seek us out, Lord. I pray for all our listeners, everywhere around the world. Father God. Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, I pray as they yield themselves to you, as they make themselves available, as they've been listening to these stories of my life and our friends' lives, Lord God, I pray that you will touch their hearts in a special way. Yes, Lord, that there will be nothing that can hinder them, mm-hmm. Lord God crying out to you, making themselves available and saying, Mm -hmm. use us. Use us even in our sleep. We are available before you. And Lord God, as we go through the scriptures, we see you used people, Lord God, in so many different ways. And Lord God, you perform so many signs, wonders, and miracles. You are always, always, Lord God, there for your people, for your children that you have created in this world. And Father, I pray that those who feel discouraged today, those who feel like that they have been praying for years and years and nothing is happening, they are not seeing answers, no breakthroughs, Lord God, I pray that you will encourage them, that they are encouraged by these testimonies. Yes, Lord, because you are a God who loves us. And every prayer we pray in book of Daniel, Lord God, when Daniel made a decision for his people because of oppression. And Lord God, he came to you and he made a decision to pray for his people. The Bible says that his prayer was heard right there and right then before even he could ask for everything he was going to ask for his people. You already heard Daniel's heart. 
-hmm. Lord, in the same way, I pray that my brothers and sisters will be encouraged because they are the children of Most High God. Every time we open our mouths and we make a decision in our hearts that we are going to pray to our God for breakthrough for changing nations, for changing people around the world, that they will come to know you, Lord Jesus Christ, that, Lord God, they will see results. They will see, even though if they don't see results, it's already happening. Mm -hmm. It's making a ripple effect in your realm, oh God. The prayers go on and on forever, Lord God. So I just bless all my listeners, Lord God, and those who feel lethargic and, Lord God, tired and weary, that you will give them a supernatural strength. Yes, that so. the fire of the Lord is going to burn once again in their bellies. Yes. For your kingdom, Lord God, we stir up the gift of God that is within them. And Lord, we pray that they will fulfill their destinies. We call yes, out to the, the prayer warriors yes, that in Lord. this hour you are adding to this mighty army. Yes. And they are going to go through this whole earth, Lord God. And Lord God, they are going to the harvest fields, Lord God. Yes, I different. thank you, Lord, that many are getting set free and changed because of the prayers of your saints. Yes, Encourage Lord. them, Lord. Encourage them. Yes, and I speak Lord. a blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We agree. Yes. We Amen. agree. So if you, if you would like to find out more about Reshma and her husband, Dr. Bruce Allen, uh, we would encourage you to go to their website, stillwatersinternationalmissions.com. That's stillwatersinternationalmissions.com. Thank you so much, Reshma, for being with us. This has been an absolute delight. Yes, God bless amen. you. Bless you too. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.